0: Hey everyone, it's Tremaine Lee, MSNBC correspondent and host of the podcast, Into America. This Black History Month, Into America is presenting a special series, Uncounted Millions, The Power of Reparations. I'm exploring the untold story of Gabriel Coakley, one of the only Black Americans ever compensated for slavery. This is a story that's had my mind racing for months, wondering how this man did this, how it shaped his family, and what the implications might be for our current debate on reparations. Our story begins in the thick of the Civil War, in an America torn between holding to its traditions of slavery and moving closer to its messy ideals of freedom, a moment when reparations were just as central in the policy debate as they are now. Stay right here and listen to a special preview of the first episode of Uncounted Millions. And search for Into America wherever you're listening now and follow.
1: I had this conversation with my husband and I was like, yeah, I'm going to be talking about, you know, compensated emancipation. And he's like, oh, and enslaved people got money? They They got compensated? And I was like, no, slaveholders got compensated.
0: It's one of those jaw-dropping chapters in history often left out of our high school or college history books and rarely brought up in the contemporary conversation around reparations in America.
1: Enslaved people were capital. They were like um, stocks. If you were low on cash, you sold an enslaved person. And they had a precedent for this because when the UK, when Great Britain frees or emancipates its enslaved population, uh, they compensated slaveholders 20 million pounds. By
0: 1862... America was ready to do the same thanks to the D.C.
2: Compensated Emancipation Act. Congress allocated a million dollars, hundreds of millions in today's money to compensate up to $300 per slave. Uh, And so slave owners would, would go to the commission and file a claim for compensation. This sounds a lot like reparations to me. Is this It is, reparations. is this reparations? It is reparations, absolutely. It's reparations for for slave owners, for the for the people who owned uh enslaved people.
0: Was this was this as this play as outlandish as it does now? Hearing that sounds crazy to me, I'm sure that folks listening, but like was that crazy it, then?
2: It it does sound crazy. <laughs> and to to people like Charles Sumner and Thaddeus Stevens and and some of the radical republicans? Yes, it was. But they were always a small minority even within the Republican Party. And so more moderate leaders, Abraham Lincoln among them, they very much believed in compensation. They thought this was this would ease the transition that that it would help slave owners resign themselves to the fact that emancipation was going to happen.
0: Nearly 1,000 white enslavers were compensated from the money that Congress had allocated. A report in The Washington Post estimated that the payout would translate to more than $29 million today.
2: There was no money allocated for the enslaved themselves except the $100,000 fund for colonization. So if you wanted to leave the country, Congress would support you.
1: So can you imagine that? You'll get money... But you can't stay here. You'll get money, but how about you consider going to Liberia or the UK or Canada? Uh, We don't know what to do with Black people if they stay here.
0: President
2: Lincoln was one of colonization's loudest supporters. But the vast majority of African-Americans, free African-Americans, said, no, (laughs) this is our country. We deserve our freedom right here where we were born. So they
1: resist the colonization movement pretty strongly. And it's people like, you know, Black abolitionists, people like Frederick Douglass who are like, no, we built this country. This is our home. So um, how about we work on equality?
0: As Douglass himself says, there is but one destiny, it seems to me, left for us, and that is to make ourselves and be made by others a part of the American people in every sense of the word.
1: When we think about the physical and emotional ramifications, the trauma of being enslaved and now being sort of set free, there's a real reckoning with, what do I do with this? You're still in this quasi-position legally of trying to define your own personhood when you are no longer enslaved but you are still not yet American. And I think that is the struggle that all Black people deal with up until this present day. No, we're no longer slaves, but what does that mean?
0: For people like Gabriel Coakley, it meant taking every opportunity available to snatch what security and justice he could for his family,
2: even if it wasn't meant for him. When the DC Emancipation Act is passed, and word comes out that, that folks can get compensated for, for their, quote-unquote, property. Well, Gabriel Coakley and, and others say, well, wait, wait a minute, I can do this. Maybe reparations
0: aren't always something given, but something that's taken. Thanks for listening to this special preview Find out more about how Gabriel Coakley set out to take everything owed to him and his family by listening to the full series. Search for Into America wherever you're listening now and follow the show. I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my state farm agent. She's a small business owner too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor... State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today.